bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of judgment. But, but answer my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits well, a homicide and kills people up... Nah, if you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. Frank, candid and straight to the point. This is the best radio show in the state of Wisconsin. Truth in the afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth App. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. All right, let me do this. See, I I learned to stop multitasking because then I forget what I'm doing. And so I'm going to send the phone number of my guest who's actually on his way here. So I just sent that to you. So, So you'll have it if you need to text him or... Say, hey, you've been walking in circles for 20 minutes. <laughs> Here's where you need to go. So anyway, uh, getting back to NPS before we hit our top five at five. All the city workers, not just police and fire. That's what I told them. Uh, that's a grand 2% increase. Uh, pensions and guarantee with a minimum of. Well, it, 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 well, everybody's in the pension. So it's not just police and fire pension. Like people have this thing that. There's this great ball of money that's made just for police and fire in a pension, and it's not. Like, they now pay the 7% into their own pensions, like the state Act 10 said, all that. So, like, catch up. Like, get over the the information that was given and look at the actual reality that everybody pay. I work at NPS, and it blows my mind that the adults in the room can't stand up and have real conversations. We need to consolidate schools to actually be able to serve them. Also, we knew this was coming for years, yet the district didn't solve it. Any other CEO would be fired for this type of mismanagement. You're right. You're absolutely right. We've got schools with less kids. we got some schools that have too many kids. That means you may have too many principals. You may have too many things, but because we have the thing called a union, right? 
then there are only certain things you have to do. And when you try to negotiate what's reasonable for the schools, the unions get mad. And I, and I, and I get it. But we're at a point now that if you fail, you won't have to worry about school because nobody will be there. When we talk about 15% of the students that won't be in school, weren't, that won't be in college, weren't born, they're not going to be in high school and elementary school either. Like, did y'all forget that? It's going down. We have less kids in the pipeline. We're not going to need all the colleges. We're not going to need all the high schools. We're not going to need all the middle schools. And we're not going to need all the elementary schools. That means teachers are going to lose jobs. Principals are going to lose jobs. Assistant principals are going to lose jobs. Area superintendents are going to lose jobs. We gave our superintendent a raise. I, I don't understand that. How do you get a raise for one of the poorest quality products we have in the state of Wisconsin? But yet that's what we do. Why aren't we passing this money on to the teachers? So watch this. Hey, teacher, you want to raise? Yes, I want to raise. Guess what you got to do for your raise? Right? We need to cut down on your sick days. We need to cut down on your days off. We need to cut down. Oh, and by the way, yeah, if I give you a raise, yes, school has to be year-round. 12 months out the year with some two-week breaks, maybe six times a year, something like that. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what it's going to end up being, but it's got to be something that's palatable for the teachers. We got we, we to get out of this, this, this thing. I think that's him calling. So if you could give him a call, yeah. Um, it, it, just, it, just, it just disturbs me to the point where, well, it, it just disturbs me that we don't, we don't, Let it work. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, 833-212-1017 is number. Melissa, you're on the award-winning 1017 The Truth. I'm going to take you before my top five at five. Okay. Good Good afternoon. Hope everything's good. Listen, I understand how people like Bash and NPS and how they're not doing a good job. They have a low retention rate and the kids aren't graduating the way people feel they should. But I think a lot of times we forget the quality of student that's coming to MPS, a lot of them are not going to be in the upper 10 sure. of the world. Sure. They're not coming from an environment like that. Okay. So we need to take into consideration sometimes mm-hmm. that a lot of what's happening in MPS is because of what MPS has to work with also. Absolutely. Why would that stop you from doing your yeah. job, though? It's, it's not just all because of the teachers. And nobody's saying that. Nobody's saying that. Rid of school buildings. Uh huh. No, but let me say this: the reason we cannot get rid of school buildings is half of y'all. If we ain't got the school building close to your home, you ain't gonna be able to get the kids to school not anyway. Not true. Not true. So There's nobody in the school. No. There's nobody in the school building. Yes. It's vacant. So that's irrelevant. Well, if it's a vacant building, they won't it sell. might be that we need that just to have no, our no. debt to credit ratio. No, no. You never thought of No. You don't think so? No. Okay. 
All right. MPS well, is a public just, entity. I, you I don't need a debt to credit ratio. I don't think we should always MPS. Bash nobody's MPS. bashing. It. Nobody's bashing MPS. It's not an all or nothing proposition. There are things that they're doing that are wrong no, that are I holding. Just, let me finish. Those are things. There are things that they're doing that are okay. wrong that are holding them back. One of them is if you want more money, you sell an empty building that you're not using. Wouldn't you do well, that in you your have personal to life? Understand this. What, what do I have to understand? MPS, but I think y'all may have lost it. MPS doesn't own that building. The city owns no, that building. No, no, the city doesn't run yes. MPS. The school board does. No, it doesn't run it, but the building. The school board so owns think, that um, building. They can say sell it anytime okay. they want. They don't because they don't want another no, charter school or public school buying it. I, uh, I mean, private school buying it. They own their own private pro- schools. Private schools aren't buying buildings, though. Huh? Private schools aren't buying the they buildings. They won't let them. They literally won't let them. They don't buy them. They don't even have the budget to That's buy not a true. building. That's not true. What private school, what MPS charter school can afford to buy a building? I didn't say MPS charter school. I didn't say MPS charter school. I said <laughs> choice schools and private schools. Catholic schools, Lutheran okay. schools, choice school. Come on now. Yeah. Lumen schools. I can see. Come on. Yeah, I can see the the archdiocese wants a school on 21st and Center. Come on now. Okay, so you're going to come up with a reason the why they're not going to do it before either. they tell you. They're already in the neighborhood. The Lutheran schools are already in the neighborhood. They left and they got there before us, and they're still there after we left. So we should be embarrassed by that, if anything. Oh. Okay. I mean, think about it. All right. Pick one. Yes. Mount Calvary's huh? still there. I just don't. The, I just they're don't all get, there. They're there. I, I, Ain't never left. Where? 53rd and Locust. Where? 53rd and Locust. I just told you. 53rd and Locust. Mount Calvary Lutheran School. There are multiple. That, listen to what I'm saying. There are multiple I Lutheran schools. I believe that's an MPS. Okay, and I believe they are under an MPS. They are not. I do believe they, they do are be not. staffing there. They are not. Okay, maybe I'm wrong. There are Missouri. What? Maybe I'm wrong. Excuse me. My children a lot of graduated schools. from Mount Calvary Lutheran School. So, thank you very much. All right, I got to roll. How many years? I got to roll. Thank you. I appreciate it. And I didn't cut her off. She cut herself off. So, before y'all scream and holler and say, I did something. Um, at this rate, I don't know if we get into the top five at five. Cause, but I guess I think I might have to because we're waiting on our guests to get here. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. What's going on? No. Oh, anyway. Um, I could do my own numbers and my own counting. So, but that was no fun. I can't count my own numbers now. I was going to be like number five and then do it like that. But since he's here now, we'll just take a break. And when we come back, we'll have, uh, 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 that dude on the radio. More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com.
You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. Let, let me make sure I... Oh! I was gone, but the talking text line just blew up. So I am going to let this pass for a moment, for a few minutes, because I have a guest in the studio. A guy, I guess I consider him my friend. I don't know. He be acting kind of strange sometimes, because he be disappearing and reappearing. And then you find out he got like 11 jobs and... Play 600 rounds of golf every day and wish all that. Uh, Mr. Richard Badger, how are you today, sir? Good afternoon, Doc. Man, we've been trying to do this for what, two, three years? It's it's been a while. It's been a while. So, Black History Month, um, I thought it would be important to talk about some of the fun things that black men do, but and, and and women and but I but I wanted to do it early enough in the season so while ain't nobody on the golf course, we could talk about some of the things you can do. Okay, let me just be real. Some of the things I can do in order to get ready for the coming golf season. So Richard Badger from We Black, We Golf. So let me say this. If that was the prerequisite, then we're late because – me look bad well nah i mean mother nature <laughs> mother nature is making us look bad but but it's treating us right yes. you know yes, so very grant so. park uh milwaukee county opened up grant park last week so um you know people have been out playing golf i actually played in illinois two saturdays ago uh so we're out here trying to get busy but so for, i'm on the late show is what you're saying no uh, Mother Nature's on an early show. Okay. So it's not as, no, you're on time. Mother Nature's early. But okay. we're okay with that. It's not All too right. often that we get to uh, say that the, the lady is early, you know? That's true. Um, but no, I, I think golf to me is just like working out. You know, you got to get your beach, beach body ready in the, in the wintertime. You got to get your <laughs> golf game ready in the wintertime. And so, you know, one of the things that we've been doing uh, for the past few years is that we typically will host a golf clinic mm-hmm. over the winter months for right. people who just don't know how to play golf at all. And so we introduce them to the game. And so we have an eight-week golf clinic that we do. Um, we suspended it this year because it just wasn't enough. Um, there wasn't enough demand. Well, you didn't come on the radio and ask. That's true. See, that's, see, that's, that's very true. So, so we suspended. <laughs> I mean, but we could do the golf clinic any time of the year. Okay. But the wintertime just tends to be the best because right. – you know, people are indoors. You can and so, go indoors and learn it. And well, we we typically go um, to a driving range, so it's, you hit the ball. You're outdoors, but it has heated bays, right. so you're not going to be. A, you get to see your ball fly and land and all that. Because I mean, all the things you're doing wrong and all absolutely the you're doing you right. Know, when you when you start playing golf, you become real particular about you know ball flight and trajectory and how the ball spins, and there's just a, a lot of nuances. But as a beginner golfer, beginner golfers want to see their ball fly. You know, and so hitting into a simulator is good just to keep you swinging. But seeing your ball actually take flight, that's what kind of I think that's what boosts the confidence more. Okay. But so um, in lieu of doing the golf clinic, what we've been doing is we've been going to um, we've been scheduling social outings at X Golf at AmFam Stadium. And so we mm-hmm. actually have one coming up this Saturday okay. um, at AmFam from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. So if anybody's interested, um, you know, you can hit us up. Four one four four two nine eight four seven seven. Let me know that you're coming and how many people you're coming with. So because we've got to have a head count. Right. Um, but yes, yeah, thirty dollars per person. Two hours of simulated golf. You can mm. play around the golf, and we'll have instructors there. So anybody who doesn't know how to play and they want to learn how to swing, you know, we we'll have instructors there. We we'll have a whole bay just to teach people how to play golf. And so, how often do you do that? 
We've been doing that once a month. Okay. We've been doing that once a month. But if the demand changes, we can, you know, we can schedule it more than once a month. The one thing we try to do is we try to do something just to keep people engaged because, you know, the wintertime, the downtime, you know, we don't want to lose the momentum that we have from the summertime. Right. You know, so we got to do something. So why golf? Like all, all the things that you see black men do and all of the, the, the sporting groups and fraternities and sororities and all this other stuff we do, I, it, it, it sounds like we black, we golf kind of kind of took off a little bigger than you thought it might. It definitely, um, it definitely, I think it was just the right time. Mm-hmm. So We Black, We Golf came about during the pandemic. So the walls was caving in. Cabin fever was real. People was trying to get out. The right. golf lobbyist was like, listen, you can shut down the whole planet, but you can't shut down these golf courses because right. golf, by its very nature, was COVID compliant. Right. Um, but why golf? Because our bodies. Golf is a lifetime sport, mm-hmm. right? And so whatever your primary sport was, whether it's baseball, football, basketball, hockey, right. soccer, whatever those sports were, they're physically demanding and so your body can only take so much of it. Not to say golf isn't physically demanding. But That's it's, true. But it's, it's a different type of physicality, right? right? And so um, I think people eventually evolve to golf because if you're competitive, you're competitive. Your, your body may age, but your competitive spirit stays young. Right. Right. And so that's why fathers are always out in the driveway, you know, tearing their Achilles, trying to beat their sons at basketball when they shouldn't be. Right. Golf doesn't do that to you. <laughs> golf, golf won't do that to you. You know, so I think people just naturally evolve because it keeps their competitive spirit fed, you know, but then it still can get their workout in and then they can still socialize. Golf right. is one of the only sports really that you, when you think about it, that you could be outdoors, you're walking five to seven miles if you walk the course. Um, you can have your cocktails, you can have your cigars, you can have your friends, you can talk trash, you can do all the things that you want to do in your basement but you're moving, you know, you're keeping and, your body moving. And you got to be quiet when the person is about to swing. Well, it depends on who you're out there with. That's true. You know, I mean, if you're out there playing with the Calvin Lees of the world, he doesn't, Cal, the Calvin Lees of the world. I was world, about to Josh, call out Calvin, The too. Josh Johnsons of the world. <laughs> they don't care, do they? Man, listen. They'll be you, talking, smoking you, a cigar you, with a drinking You better have thick skin. You yeah. better have thick skin if you're out there with them, you know. Yeah. So, because, I mean, the way we have We Black, We well, Golf. I, well, I, well, I suck at golf. So you I fit right really in. Care. I fit right in. Okay, you fit right in. The way the way we black we golf is Notice set up. He agreed with the fact that I was bad at golf, but that's that's another. Listen, story. good and bad is relative. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Depending on who you're standing next to. Absolutely. Listen, <laughs> if I'm standing next to Tiger, I'm not saying a word. I don't think anybody's. Saying you know what I'm saying? But if I'm, I'm standing next, stand to, my, next to my one of my grandsons, I'm the man. You know. Wow. So it's relative. Wow. You know. So, okay. but right, I think let me how this we down. Ha- don't stand next to Richard. <laughs> how we have it set up is it's is set up in a social dynamic mm-hmm. you know what i mean so mm-hmm. you don't have to be a good golfer in order to to get along with what we got going on you know we're not first of all we're not a golf club golf clubs right. are they're out there to play golf they're out there to be competitive they're out there right. to have pot games and all that we're out there to have a good time we're out there to introduce the game of golf we're out there to build a social network so that you ain't got to go to these predominantly white um venues Mm -hmm. and feel like you're the only black person there only person of color there so you can like hit somebody up like hey i got a foursome at this place you know now you at least you got somebody that can come with you you know because oftentimes i think that's been one of the biggest discouragement in in black people playing golf is that they don't want to go to the white country club and be the only one there and now you got to answer all the questions and represent all the black society well why not 
Hey, you know, in some in some environments you could do it, but you know, if I'm going golf out here just play around the golf, right? Sports is not the place yeah. to do that. So, like I know I've been to I've been I'm, I'm, I went to Colorado. My wife and I went to Colorado a couple of years, just a few years ago for our anniversary, and so she she allowed me a few hours to go play around the golf, and I was literally the only brother on the course, right. and they teamed me up with a group of young white boys, and I mean young, like early twenties. You know, here I'm I'm fifty. You know, but I, man, I was trying to beat the brakes off them boys, right. you know, out driving them. Right. I mean, you know, it's it's still competitive. Mm-hmm. But it, fortunately enough, it was Colorado, so super liberal kids, you know what I'm saying? So they were mad cool. But a lot of people are uncomfortable in those situations. You know, being the only black person, now you feel like you got to represent the world and you feel like you got to be able to play the game. So are you avoiding it or are you... Allowing them to develop a skill so that later they can be in that environment and be comfortable. It's, it's the it's the latter. We okay. want you we want you to to increase your skill set so that you have the confidence. So when you go, you're not just going when you're at that golf out there, outing. You're going to be out, important with the foursome, right? You're going to be out there being able to represent because now they're like you know you've been out of state and people are like yeah, black people live in Milwaukee, right? It's the same thing that happened on a golf course, man. Right. Black people play golf, like or they look at you like. What are you doing uh, man. there? Exactly. You don't know what you're doing. Exactly. Right. So, you know, we want to just get people skill up where, you know, they can go out there. We want to we want to get people to the point where we can evolve them to join the golf clubs, okay. right? Because the golf clubs, particularly our black golf clubs locally, they're aging, right? Yeah. yeah. And we want to we want to make sure that yeah. the the black golf clubs don't go anywhere. But I guess if you don't start a club, then you don't have to worry about the upkeep and the maintenance and the the dues and the all that stuff. You can just say, "Hey, here's a time, here's a place. Show up, bring your bag, and let's go." That's true, but there's there's something. I think there's something in the tradition and the camaraderie of having a golf club, right? Um, like I'm I'm affiliated with several of the local golf clubs. I'm affiliated with a golf club down in Atlanta. Um, I've gotten down with a, a golf club in Houston. You know, it's it's it. It's almost like a fraternity of sort mm-hmm. where I can go to mm-hmm. a city, I can reach right. out to a golf club, a black golf club in that city, say I'm coming, and I can get in to wherever they're playing at. Right. You know, so it's it there's something there's just something to the camaraderie and the fellowship of of the golf club. We black, we golf, we're not we're we're a social network that if somebody comes to town, yeah, we can definitely take you out and host you and all that stuff. But competitively, right. you're probably not gonna get the best competition. Right, you know, right. with some of us you will, but with most of us you won't because that's not the framework of the organization. The framework is to introduce people mm-hmm. to the game of golf and make it inviting for more of us to be able to uh, want to come and play. All right. When we come back, I want to ask you about um, – I, w- I want to walk through a scenario of I just walked up and said I want to play golf. And what would you tell me? What do I need? What do I need to wear? What do I need to read? Where do I need to go? Cool? Cool. I guess it's Richard Badger from We Black, We Golf. I thought you was going to bring Calvin with you because I was going to give him some trouble, but I know he's probably working because he worked like 28 hours a day. So you know how that is. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Traffic, sports, and weather up next. Don't touch that dial. More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You are listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. 
You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. The award-winning 1017 The Truth is home of Milwaukee Panthers basketball. Don't miss any of the hoop action by listening to Panthers basketball on 1017 The Truth, the Truth app, and all your favorite streaming platforms. Cupid has an arrow for the Panthers as they are on the road to take on the Cleveland State Vikings this Wednesday. Not to be confused with... Like I said, today was Wednesday, and it's actually Tuesday, but anyway, it's tomorrow. <laughs> Valentine's Day. That's January. Nobody corrected me? See, I said January, and nobody said a word. See, that's what I'm talking about. You, 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 I'm so disappointed, Richard. I'm so disappointed. Um, that's tomorrow, February 14th, Valentine's Day. Coverage begins at 5.30 with a 6 o'clock tip-off. So... Yes, I'll be getting out of here a little early tomorrow. My guest today for Black History <clears throat> Golf Day, not to be confused with Punchkey Day or Pancake Day. You know, today is National Pancake Day. But um, Black Golf, We Black, We Golf. Now, what what is your position with We Black, We Golf? Uh, like that I guess guy? I'm, I guess I'm director. Okay. That's that's director. what they tell me. Okay. I was I was put in this position. Is your name on the paperwork? Yeah. You say Richard Badger. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I blame I blame Tony Reese. I blame yeah. Tony Reese. He's the one who put me out there. He's like, "Hey man, you got to do this." I'm like, "Dude, I don't want to." No, like, you he got goes to. fighting like, as he's swinging his golf club. Right, <laughs> right. So Tony, Tony is the uh, Tony is all about designing the project, right, and then putting the pieces Turning in place, yeah. and then falling back. You know, saying the king, the king maker, and not the king. There and there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with it. You got to have a spirit. Kindred you got to have a so, I, you right. know. So Tone, I blame Tony for this uh, this golf insanity that has consumed me. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, and then DJ Mr. Martin is the one who actually gets credit. Him and Bill Crawford, they get mm-hmm. credit for the name. We black, right. we golf. Right. So outstanding. Yeah. So I'm new, right? I like on the dough, Mr. Badger. I want to learn how to play golf. I'm about somewhere between eleven. And 21, and I want to learn how to play golf. I've never played before. I ain't got no money. I ain't got no clothes. I don't know what you, what kind of shoes you got to wear. All that. What do you tell me? Um, I tell them, you know, with We Black, We Golf, one of the things, one of our our primary focus is to introduce people to the game of golf and overcome the preconceived notions. It has to be. It's just, so we make it affordable. We make it cost effective. We make it accessible. Uh, and we do that by providing clubs. So you don't have to have clubs. Whenever we do a, an event, we'll bring clubs out. Mm-hmm. So like, if, um, so this Saturday we'll be at uh, X Golf at AmFam. For so when those people call to RSVP, say that they're coming, I'll ask them, "Are you left-handed or right-handed?" To make sure that we have the clubs for you. You know, if you're bringing a child, how tall is your child? Because there are different size clubs, right? Right. right. And so you want the clubs. You want the the initial experience to be. Um, a quality experience, right? So we do everything, and we, we don't charge a whole lot of money for what we do. And most of the time, we don't charge anything, especially when we're doing instruction. But just because we don't charge you or just because we're not trying to tax you through the roof right. doesn't mean you're going to lose the quality of the instruction, Okay, right? And so you're going to have a good time. You're not going to spend a lot, a lot of money, and you're going to get a quality, quality introduction to the game of golf. Because what we want to do is we want to make sure that people – um, get over any type of uh, bias that they may have, thinking that it's a slow sport, thinking that it's stuffy and stiff and boring. 
Like we want we want people to get over that. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, there's a lot of things happening on a golf course, and I, I I would tell any business owner that if you don't play golf, you're missing out on potential opportunity. Absolutely. You know, and there's absolutely like it's it's funny because people will sit up here. I think most people would agree that they've heard at minimum they've at least heard there's a lot of deals made on the golf course right mm-hmm. so if you've heard that and you own your own business and you don't play <laughs> golf what does that say about you right and right. your desire to succeed in your business you know like there's a whole lot of deals being made and you ain't out there what's the problem you know like yeah so let's yeah. let's get let's at least get you to the basic understanding of the game we're not trying to say we're going to get you out to the tour but at least have a basic understanding of the game. So if somebody invites you out to go play golf, you don't have to say no. Mm. You know, like I I used to be the president of the Urban League Young Professionals, the Mark Urban League Young Professionals years ago. And we did um, a golf clinic. That was like yep. my first time pulling together a golf clinic. We called it the New Networking 101. And the thought process behind it was that we got all these young professionals, junior associates within their organizations and those companies are sponsoring all these community golf outings. They're right. sending out the blast, not the emails to those associates saying, hey, we're sponsoring golf outing, any takers. You're saying no because you don't play golf. We're saying, right. well, stop saying no because you are missing out on potential opportunity. Right. Just being out there, you're missing out on opportunity. So let's get you the basic understanding, the basic appreciation of the game of golf so that at least you can no longer say no. Now, to your question, what do you wear right. and all those things? Right. So golf, like any sport, you have your apparel, you have your equipment that you that right. you want right. um, to have. So the, you have your golf shoes. Um, if, you had a, if you had a country club, country clubs have a dress code that's, in, that's typically enforced. Okay. That means there's going to be no jeans, no spike cleats. Um, you have to have a collared shirt on or a recognized golf shirt because some of the golf shirts now don't have collars. Um, so, but there's a, there is an enforced dress code. That's uh, that's the men. Women can have dress uh, golf skirts, skorts, what have you. Um, but there is a dress code okay. for country clubs. Now, when you say shoes, what do you mean? So the golf shoe, the golf shoe is designed um, to prevent you from slipping and sliding in the grass because you know it, golf is a grass sport. And so, if you've ever run on grass before with just regular shoes on and you try to stop. <laughs> Many times you're not going to stop. Right. You're going to slide right. because the, the grass is full of water, and so the water will be compressed right. by your weight, and you'll slip and slide. Well, with golf shoes, you have spike golf shoes. You have spikeless golf shoes now, but even the spikeless golf shoes are still designed where there are still not necessarily spikes, but there are ridges in the uh, mm-hmm. in the sole mm-hmm. that will prevent you from slipping it'll give and sliding. You traction. Correct. It will give you some okay. traction. So socks. socks where would you want as far as socks go? Okay. Um, what I will say, though, is that when you're out there, you know, black folks, because, I mean, our primary demographic is black people. <laughs> okay. We're going to look good. If, if if nothing else, we're going to look the part. I'm, I'm looking at, okay. So I'm not I'm not overly concerned. Right. This is, this is you know. Yeah, but, so, I, but, I, but I see the name. So I'm. <laughs> I know what's up. <laughs> so, so if nothing else, we're going to, we're going to look good right, when we come right. out there. Okay. I, I think with the ladies, um, black history point, black women right now, are the fastest growing in the game of golf. They're the yeah. fastest growing demographic to recreational golf. Um, women, one of the first things women say is that I get to go shopping and they're going to come out looking good, yeah. you know? So, but yeah, I mean, 
I think most people have an idea what golf attire, proper golf attire is, mm-hmm. just based on you know what they've seen right. on TV. All the bright colors and the plaids and all that stuff. That stuff is all fun. You know, so you can wear it if you want to, but it's that's more for fun because it's not going to help your game. It's not going to help your game at okay. all. Um, you know, so I would say keep it cost effective. Mm-hmm. Um, like my golf shoe game is not cost effective, but I've been playing for a while. <laughs> So so overall, if I'm new, I should expect to pay somewhere between three and five hundred dollars to get totally outfitted just to wear, not the clubs. No, but not just to wear. I mean, you could you could find stuff on. I mean, so my I wife mean, my wife introduced outside. me to clearance a while ago. So you can you can find some stuff. You can find golf like good right. golf attire go to on Dick's, sale. Go somewhere. Something's well, on Dick's, sale. Now, so Dicks. Dicks has great stuff. Like Dicks is the place to go to get right. your equipment and clothes and all that stuff. After you learn how to play, if you if if your <laughs> if your budget is cool, if you have an ex, if you have an expanded budget, Dicks is the great is a great place to go to. But I mean, like you can go, but you can. I mean, Dicks has sales and they have clearance and all that stuff, right? So right. catch stuff on sale. Right. You know, if Calvin was here, Calvin would be like, go to Old Navy and Target. I'm not gonna say go to Old Navy and Target. None yeah. of that, you know. Yeah. But you got like the outlet stores, right? Right. Um, you right. go to the outlet stores and get you find some good golf stuff that's cheap or cost effective. We ain't gonna say cheap, cost effective. Cheap. Because um, what happens? So what happens with golf is every season it's a new run of right. something, right? And that always looks a little better, right? So if you get last season stuff, it's new to everybody else, right? Because nobody else seen it. Absolutely. Yeah. So shop for last season stuff or two season ago stuff, and you'll be just fine because okay. it all looks the same. All right. So, um, as far as golf clubs go, if you're looking at getting a set of golf clubs, I would say um, get you a. If you could find your used set, like go on Facebook Marketplace or something like that. Yep. Find your used set of clubs. I would say for a starter set, you shouldn't be trying to spend no more than two hundred dollars for a used set of clubs. That's another thing that we do as an organization. So individuals who are trying to find a set of clubs will help you find some clubs Mm -hmm. because every. Every set of golf clubs that somebody's trying to sell is not necessarily a good set of golf clubs, right? So you have cavity back golf clubs. You have blade golf clubs. The blades are really for professionals. But if you're not a golfer, you wouldn't know that. So right. somebody might be selling a set of blades for $50. You go and buy those blades, and you ain't going to be able to hit them, right. right? But then somebody may be selling some cavity backs, which is going to be best for you because they're they're more forgiving. Mm-hmm. And so you wouldn't, you wouldn't know the difference between the two. So we'll help. Uh, individuals find clubs as well. You know, again, our whole thing is if we're going to introduce you to the game, we're going to introduce you from start to play. Okay. Right. And we're going to make sure that you're, that you're being set up the right way. So if you appreciate the game and we don't want you to make this, this massive investment, like my golf clubs, my set of clubs, you ain't ready for that. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's an investment. Right. Right. Um, And I'm looking at upgrading mine, which is another investment. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So, like, my whole set in totality, I'm probably around the $2,000 just for the clubs, just okay. for my bag and clubs, right. Right? right? A new golfer should not be spending. A couple of hundred bucks, maybe 10% at, at best. At best. All right. At best, you know. And like I said, we'll help people, you know, find clubs. All right. So how do how do people find We Black, We Golf? We Black, We Golf can be found on all social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, um, yeah, all social media platforms. We Black We Golf. Our email, We Black We Golf at Gmail. Um, 
website, weblackwegolf.org or .com, either or. So, yeah, we're not we're not hard to find. Um, you can reach me directly, 414-429-8477. That is uh, the number for We Black We Golf and my number. I don't know how that happened, but it, it happened. All right. So 414-429-8477. Well, thank you much, Richard Badger, director, We Black We Golf. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I apologize for being late. You weren't late. You were you were right on time. Perfect. Perfect. I was I was speeding. I I, I don't want to tell the retired police officer here that I was speeding, but he's retired now. So there you go. And if, if they didn't see me, I didn't do it. And you made it in one piece. Absolutely. Right everybody, everybody made it in one piece. All right. Now you just told your wife, so you got to go home and deal with that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. I want to remind you to tune in to the award-winning 1017 The Truth this Saturday, 10 a.m. for another episode of Diversity and Excellence, powered by Erie Insurance. Hosted by me and Fred Johnson, Vice President at Wisconsin State Manager for Area Insurance. We're going to be discussing the rising insurance costs and the top 10 risk factors that could actually cause some negativity to impact your insurance costs. So make sure you hang around. Don't miss it. This Saturday, 10 a.m., Diversity and Excellence, powered by Area Insurance, on the award-winning 101.7. More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017 is the number. Number five. Whew, I had to squeeze it in there because if I didn't get it, I was going to get hollered at tomorrow. Two Milwaukee charter schools, believe it or not, we're talking about NPS, announced plans to combine. Uh, Dr. Howard Fuller, Collegiate Academy at Milwaukee Excellence today announced a plan to combine this fall. The combined schools will keep both of them. They'll keep the fuller name and campuses. They have space for 850 students in grades 6 through 12, according to the announcement. And the middle schools will operate out of the academy's current building at 4030 North 29th Street, which will be renovated. The high school campus will be at a new property in Bronzeville. The Dr. Howard Collegiate Academy launched a $25 million fundraising campaign for that campus in 2022 and it is now under construction and then we'll go to number four there's an incident that happened at shorewoods catholic school um and the vice principal just up and left Families at St. Robert's School in Shorewood were told last week that Assistant Principal Curtis Hart would no longer be part of the school's family. That's according to an email that was shared with JS Online. Lucas Stangler, the school's principal, has not answered questions from the Journal Sentinel about why he left. Hart reached by phone last week, told the Journal Sentinel he had no comment about his departure. There's nothing to say. He declined to answer about why he was leaving or whether or not he had been terminated. The Information went out to families on February 5th. So I guess it's kind of weird that all of a sudden you just up and leave. 
But who, who knows? There's always tomorrow. Something may pop up. Number three. Crystal Kaiser. You remember that name? She's accused of killing a Kenosha man who she claims sexually trafficked her as a teen is behind bars where? In Louisiana, of course. Nearly two weeks on the run. U.S. Marshals found Kaiser 23 in Lafayette, Paris, where she be, was being held in a local jail on uh, today online record show. She's expected to be extradited to Wisconsin in the coming days. She's charged with first-degree intentional homicide in the June 2018 shooting of Randall Polar the third, 34 years old, of Kenosha. Uh, Villar was already under investigation by Kenosha Police Department for suspected sexual conduct with underage girls as young as 12. Um, Kaiser's attorneys have argued that Villar physically and sexually abused her over a period of months. And in June 2018, when Kaiser was 17, she fatally shot Villar in the head, set his Kenosha house on fire, and fled in his BMW. She's currently being held on a $1 million bail. Three or two? Two? Number two. All right. When I go fast, I can't count. That's a lie. When I go slow, I can't count either. Anyway, um, so I read about it the other day, and now we're talking about it again. The mother and grandmother of an Arrowhead student have criticized Arrowhead High School. Now, remember, I read the other day that there was an issue and people didn't want to come to school and all that. Well, they're criticizing Arrowhead High School for what they say is an inadequate post of a racist school. I'm sorry, let me get it right. A racist social media post that was circulating amongst the school kids. So Carolyn Norman, whose grandson attends Arrowhead High School and is black, posted the photo in question, which contained a racial slur, And the word table next to it, along with a circle around some black students to her Facebook on today and expressed her anger about it. School administrators last week said in a post which is months old, had initially only been shared among a small group of students and had inexplicably not been brought to the attention of Arrowhead High School officials until this week. Juanita Norman Willingham, um, Caroline Norman's daughter, who is also black, said her son shared the post with her. She said the post had been screenshotted and sent to students around the school, including her son. Now, she said, my son is not in the picture, but those were his friends. And he also shared with me the types of things that just happened a lot there at school. She said her son's not comfortable going to school on uh, that week and that she decided to keep him home. She added that the district's Facebook posts about the incident made her feel like the district wanted her to be quiet. I felt like they were saying, this is what children do. Children do things. So, hmm, we may have to dive into that a little bit more on tomorrow. Number one. Well, this one from Shorewood, a whitefish bay up Shorewood. Got sure went on the brain. A Whitefish Bay Commission halted plans for a proposed what? There's that word again. Affordable apartment building. In December, but the developer and supporters of making uh, the village a more affordable place to live haven't abandoned it yet. So developer uh, Brian Spurl is appealing the Architectural Review Commission's December decision to reject a 17-unit development known as the Hampton. Hmm. I wonder why, because every time you hear affordable, 
Like I, th- I think somebody called in and actually schooled me on that. When you hear affordable, you think poor. When in fact, if the median income is forty-two thousand, you can only be so much above the median. So I think it's time why Fish Bay changes. It's time why Fish Bay grows, and that way we can stop calling it White Folks Bay. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. The whole show is up next. Um, thank you to Richard Badger for coming in. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your calls. Miss Sandra, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Um, but no, you all take care of yourself. Rhea, appreciate you. God bless. Take care. I'm out.